Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. And if you're ready to live life on purpose in your God-given gifts, strengths, and identity without sacrificing family, home, self, and soul care, then you've come to the right place. But first and foremost, we want to make sure we're seeking the steadfast, loving kindness and peace that surpasses understanding from Jesus Christ. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we have a very special guest joining us. But first, I want to share with you guys that we are recording from the car. (laughs) Every year we like to take a family road trip down to Seward, Alaska and stay in a hotel, swim in the pool, go on a hike, go to the Sea Life Center and just get out of town. It's our annual fall into winter getaway and we figured what better time to record a podcast while we have the kid strapped in in his car seat in the back and... If that doesn't give you a hint as to who my guest is today, I want to introduce to you my husband, Robert Robertson. It takes two, baby. It takes two, baby. Me and you. Hey. Well, thank you for having me on the show, Sasha. I am Robert Robertson. You guys can call me Robbie. Uh, Super glad to be here today. Super privileged to be talking to moms. I love moms. Moms are great. I have one of my own. I, uh, I like mom so much, I married a woman, and now she's a mom. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. He is humorous. I remember talking to him just a few days ago, and he's probably my biggest podcast supporter. So he said, when I come on this podcast, it's going to be a totally different energy. And I completely agree with that statement that he made. He is definitely the humorous one of the two of us. He is the extrovert to my introvertism, if that's a word. He is very charismatic, making friends to everyone he sits next to on the airplane, whereas I'm like headphones in, hoodie on, don't talk to me. (laughs) Um, He is the light to my life and um, he just brings so much joy to my life and is such an example to intentional living for me. And I thought what better, what better thing to do than to bring him on the podcast, allow you guys to see my other half. This is like something that we both kind of contribute to. Like, uh, I appreciate that I inspire you. Thank you for that. Very validating. Um, but you inspire me too. You uh, you show up every day. You show up for our kiddo. You do your very best, and I just try to I try to match energy. You know, if we can match energy and we can do our best, uh, it's like we kind of talk about where, you know, marriage isn't like a fifty fifty thing, and either's parenting. It's a hundred one hundred. You put in a hundred percent. I put in a hundred percent. So I'm just happy I get to share it with you. You're you're actually a lot of fun. A few people don't understand. Sasha's a lot of fun. We are kind of like opposites of the same person which is really it's weird but it's it's a really good way to describe us because we are so similar but we are so very different at the same time so one of the things that we wanted to talk to you guys about today and share with you guys is just I guess an introduction of of who we are 
not just as individuals, but as a couple. I want you guys to meet Robbie um, so you can know and understand a little bit more about me. Like I said before, he's going to be one of the number one guests on here, but because he's such an example to me, because he is the other half to my intentional life, to my parenting, to um, even motherhood, he's the one who allows me to be and supports me in being the mother and the woman and the businesswoman and the friend and everything that I am today. But we thought it would be fun to give you guys an uh, introduction to our marriage and I guess give you a little bit of history about where we've come from and how we got to where we are today as a couple. So, Robbie? Yeah, so I was in the Air Force for 11 years. I worked on jet engines and now I just fix airplanes for a living and make fun of people. And I met Sasha in 2007. Uh, she was working at the bank. I was paying my mortgage. She was just the cutest teller in there. So I decided to start uh, harassing her. And I just never really stopped. And uh, here we are. It's very true. He was harassing me. It was, it was the end of 2007 when we met. But I remember not giving him the time of day until probably spring of 2008. He came in to withdraw $7 out of his bank account. Weird and found out I was having um, a multi-birthday party at my house for myself and some of the other ladies who worked at the bank with me, and he just invited himself. All right, so first thing I think, like, we need to, like, address the $7 thing. Like, this has been, like, an issue for a long time. Like, you know it wasn't about the $7, right? Like, it was about you. Yeah, obviously, because when I asked about the $7, you said it was to wash your car, but then later when we were dating, you were talking about this is the only car wash in town that you use. And they took cards. So you could have just paid with your debit card. So obviously it was it was just another way to harass me. Yeah, but I mean, you didn't exactly turn me away either. You know, like we, we were hanging out. Like you needed exposure. Like you needed a little bit more of me. I just really needed a little bit more of you. And like ah, at that point in time, I'll take any excuse. Like I would have gone in there to get like a dollar forty-three for like a soda if I needed to. Yeah, I remember actually getting in trouble um, by you always, like, coming in and just, like, standing in line and telling them, no, you can go ahead, no, you can go ahead, you can go ahead until you were able to get my window. And then they're like, Sasha, you need to stop serving this customer because you've developed too much of a relationship with him. It's a conflict of interest. And this was, I think, before we were even dating. Like, So we call that jealousy um, because... Like, you're pretty awesome, and uh, I just wanted to give all my attention to you. So that's the way that particular cookie crumbles, and now look at us. I was hesitant to even give this guy my time of day, but he invited himself over to this party at my house, and honestly, the rest is history. Like, we were pretty inseparable from that point. It was that night of the party, I think, that we actually considered ourselves dating. Like, we didn't agree to, like, date each other at that point, but... We kind of backdated our dating to that date. We sort of, yeah, like that was the day that we just sort of like showed up for each other and never really left. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And it was a year later on that date that Robbie had proposed to me. And then less than 30 days after that, we were married. Yeah, that was a story thing in itself. Like, I also want to acknowledge that. Like, we had made, like, this big, you know, plan, these grand plans for, like, how we were going to get married. And, like, everything kept falling apart. And there was, like, a plan B, which has kind of become, like, the central theme to our marriage. Or plan G, as I call it, because God steers everything. But we ended up getting married, like, on a mountaintop a month after we had I had proposed to you. Because, uh, like, every other plan had just totally disintegrated. 
but then we decided to have like what we call our cruiseversary where we had like a, a quote-unquote vow renewal on a cruise ship down in the caribbean and magically everybody made it to that and was able to get their passports isn't that weird what a wonderful coincidence wink wink you're hilarious so it's actually funny because we always debate over this whether it was like march 23rd or march 27th when he proposed and we always have to look it up because the night he proposed to me was the night that mount readout erupted oh no, no, no it's march 22nd i i proposed because march 23rd 2009 is when mount readout erupted um if you are all near a Google device right now, you should Google Mount Readout Eruption 2009, and you will see that it says March 23rd. And then it was 21 days after my 21st birthday that we were married. Um, less than a year later, we were already living in England. Robbie had got orders to England. And so we spent not the first year, but the next four years of our marriage living overseas. And it was quite an experience up and down roller coaster mixed bag of emotions and experiences a couple of of threads i would like to pull out of this number one being that it was an amazing experience in terms of leaving our mother and father and cleaving to our spouse even though at the time we didn't know it we didn't realize it we did not have a relationship with the lord until about halfway through our marriage at this point it's about half half of our marriage we've been believers um but that was a really cool thing about about being in England. As difficult of a season as it was, it really helped us come together in our marriage and and make it not so easy to leave. Yeah, the watermark was definitely set a lot higher. It wasn't like your mom was just downtown and you could have just moved out. It wasn't like I, you know, had all of my resources right there where I could have just like, you know, landed magically on my feet somehow. Like there, there was quite a bit involved. Like we would have had to get like some serious paperwork and it was not worth discussing now. Like that's kind of dissecting a cat. We don't need to dissect, but it was not a simple process to divorce. And thank God it wasn't a simple process because when stuff is convenient, we tend to make convenient decisions. When stuff is inconvenient, we tend to be a little bit more discerning. So that was God working in our marriage before we even knew that he was there. Yeah, that's a really, really great point. And, and I feel the exact same way. Like he was working in our marriage so much when we didn't even know it or realize it before we even really acknowledged his existence. And we'll talk about a little bit more in a later episode, just kind of this, I would almost say incorrect, um, image or understanding of who God was throughout that earlier part of our marriage, at least for myself. I don't know, maybe maybe Robbie will want to join me in that conversation, but if not, it's certainly one that I want to have with you guys because I think it's so important um, for me to be real and transparent with you guys and vulnerable and sharing how skewed my ideas of who God was um, and how that affected my my life and my value system and my worldview and, and so many other things. But another cool thing, I guess, about England was just how much that we got to travel together. I think it was 24 countries that we visited while we were over there, maybe more. We went on several cruises while we were over there. And it was just one of my, my favorite experiences about living in England. Yeah, that was uh, really eye-opening. And, and it gave us some a unique worldview in that we were able to see like how many different cultures like lived their lives 
and like how they function like as an element of family but also just how they had their day-to-day lives but i thought it was always really interesting is like how some places were so similar and like it never it never failed that you would meet like quote-unquote the same people everywhere that you went so there there's just a a very unifying feeling about going many different places and then seeing the same personality types, the same people dynamics. So that kind of leads me back into looking at marriage that this is not just like a Western civilization idea. This is a design idea. So we're, we're definitely functioning by like a larger design by being married. Yeah, I I agree with that. And again, not knowing it at the time, not knowing it then, but just so many things that you can look back on and just really see kind of God's thread and God's hand um, over your life. And one of the third things I want to share with you guys about our time in England, I guess, just going over our timeline briefly, is um, that we found out about our infertility struggles. It was when we were in England, Robbie had returned from a six-month deployment, and we agreed when he returned from deployment, we were going to start our family. And after about a year of trying, we went to the doctor and found out we were not going to be able to have children together. So that was that was a really um, pivotal moment of our marriage and our life over in England as well. And we'll definitely dig into that more in another episode. Robbie, did you have anything you wanted to add about that? Uh, that was a very big punctuation mark in our, our existence. You know, that was the day that we found out that if we're going to grow our family, we're going to have to go about it um, through like a non-traditional way. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a new thing. And I remember that day, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, it was for us truly a long time to come around to the idea of even growing our family, I think, after we had realized that and gone through that whole process. And for a long time, just decided that we were going to live selfishly for ourselves, doing whatever we wanted. Um, And... Yeah, but definitely um, a punctuation mark to our life together um, that happened in England. And then it was a little while after we moved back to Alaska. And 2014 we was when we had really kind of came to, to know the Lord and lean into relationship with him. And it was, a, it was a very dark season. Again, I will discuss that in detail in another episode, sharing my testimony and all of that. But... I remember sharing with Robbie that I thought I needed to go to church when I was kind of exploring scripture, exploring my relationship with Christ, and he agreed. And it was it was truly a life-changing decision and moment in our life, and I'm extremely grateful for it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, the uh, That period of our life, I kind of think of it now as like, the Solomon era where, you know, Solomon sort of had anything that he ever wanted. He could live from, you know, any any ends that he wanted to, all the joys and pleasures in the world. Granted, we didn't take it to that extent, but we did whatever we felt like. And, like, that end result was this kind of, like, deep anguish. And, you know, that was filtered through, like, our past traumas, which we'll get into. You know, Sasha said she wants to get into in a later episode. I think it's a great idea because trauma is something that we all need to discuss. Uh, dirty laundry needs to be aired out and that was when God came in and was like alright so I gave you guys a couple years to go do whatever you wanted to and like yeah how'd that work out like yeah like yeah not great like alright let's try some grace 
Yeah, it's like the Ecclesiastes <laughs> Solomon era, where it's like vanity of vanities, everything is worthless, you know. Um, I think we just kind of got to a point where where we had money, we had jobs we enjoyed, we we had friends, we were doing so many things, and there was just this pit and emptiness and despair in our lives and just this great loss and, like you said, processing trauma and all these other things. So we've shared with you guys about, you know, just a history of trauma, not knowing the Lord in our early first half of our marriage, um, kind of being international transplants temporarily very early on in our marriage um, struggling with infertility and just so much more truly this is just scratching the surface of our marriage and who we are together but just wanted to share a little bit of our story because I feel like to a certain extent we can have almost this false understanding or portray this false understanding of marriage. If people see us today, we are best friends. We love spending quality time together. We, we parent together very well. We love each other. God is in the center of our marriage and we're in a really, really sweet season and a really sweet spot of our marriage, but it most certainly has not always been this way. It has been built on a rocky foundation on a lot of tough circumstances, hardships, sinning against God, sinning against each other, that that we came to this point of understanding. And I think the biggest thing that I want to leave you guys with today in our marriage is this idea of when, when a huge part of this transition to what our marriage was to what it is now happened. And I think that's when we realize that there's a third person in our marriage or the potential to be a third person in our marriage at any given time. And we have a choice to make. Yeah, I love how you said that. There, there absolutely has always been a third person in our marriage. And, you know, we always got to choose that third person. I, I, I firmly believe that there is a uh, three people in every marriage. you got the man, the husband, the woman, the wife. And then you've got either the enemy or God. And you get to pick who that third person in your marriage is going to be because you get <laughs> you have free will. Uh, you get to make your own decisions. The, the perfect form of any strong structure is a triangle, three legs. And if you pick your third leg to be the enemy, uh, it, you're going to have anguish and failure. And if you pick your third leg to be God, you're going to have strength and grace and compassion and uh, just beauty. And you kind of have to wake up every day and you need to intentionally make that decision. Yeah, it definitely is an intentional choice. And I think it really, it's really important to think about not just every day, but in different seasons. You're going to face different hardships, different circumstances. You're going to experience different things. But it does come down to a choice of, am I going to allow the enemy to plant seeds of doubt and disappointment and kind of keeping an account of wrongs of what the other person has done against you? Or are you going to exercise grace and outdoing one another in love and laying yourself down and speaking truth and love and kindness over one another and about one another and choose to not make or accept these these agreements that the enemy can can plant in our minds so 
that I think was the big, the big underlying theme of our marriage is that we can look over and see like when we were allowing this third person to be the enemy. And now we're, we're choosing more often than not to allow the third person to be God in our marriage and, and really calling him into that and, and individually pursuing him as well as together pursuing him. And I think that's been kind of the biggest pivotal moment in transition in our marriage that helped us get to where we are today. And so I just want to leave you guys with that. Robbie, do you have any parting thoughts or ideas or takeaways that you would like to share? I just want to thank you guys for letting me into this space with you. I know this is a, this is a mom space and I'm a dude, but I, I do appreciate it. I appreciate getting the, the chance to talk and share in the perspective. And I just, uh, I appreciate you and I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much for jumping in today and for listening to this episode of the Intentional Abundant Life podcast. I hope that you enjoyed my first episode with my husband and feel free to invite your husbands in to listen to this. We are going to go talk more about all things biblical marriage, about being good stewards of your finances and your home. We're going to talk about our infertility struggles, parenting. We're going to be talking about our adoption and so many other things. So make sure you subscribe to continue hearing about our story and our journey together as a couple and about living this intentional, abundant marriage. Have the best day.